Sip coffee as we're doing this podcast, as one does. Uh, I, I'm gonna need some more coffee, I think. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll have to like order it on the fly and settle it after. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so, tell me, you just returned from Yokohama, Japan, and it was uh, <laughs> the beginning of a qualifying period, but uh, tell us briefly the, the story. So, yeah, it's the uh, beginning of the Olympic qualifying. Uh, so you you know you want to get off the right foot, you want to have a good result, get things going. But uh, I kind of took myself out early on the bike, and so I didn't really get much of a chance to uh, to get some points and start that process. But uh, there's plenty more to come. Yeah, I'm not too broken, just a little bruised ego. So yeah, that's the way it is. Absolutely. And, and as someone that's been watching your uh, for years in the sport, and as your friend, I'm totally biased. But you yes. you've done a I'm, I'm very impressed with the way you've dealt with this. You seem to have a smile on your face. Maybe it was the coffee. I think it's just, a, yeah. habit helps. Habit helps uh, heal all wounds, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. no. <laughs> but um, you, you're having an amazing attitude for starting off like that, and I think uh, with the season going the way it is, I don't think you have anything to be worried about. No, I think, you know... Can I take you through the race? Yeah, please. The race? Like, let, let's go through the race, because no. I know I watched it on television, but there's nothing quite like yeah. hearing from the athlete's mouth, which is the, the, the greatness of the podcast that we're attempting to do here. Give us the intimate details. Yeah, so basically, start off in the swim. Um, it was one of those things, I raced in Abu Dhabi earlier in the year, and I had a bad swim, and that kind of like took me completely out of the race where I could have potentially had a good one. Um, so this time I literally just wanted to swim well, get in that front pack, and uh, yeah, I came out, started out well, hit the first buoy, not too much uh, fighting or anything, and ended up coming out of the first lap of, uh, of two in fifth place. So perfect for me. Um, I was like, all right, like, I'm sitting well, this is where I want to be. And uh, it's funny though, the back half of that swim, everything became a little chaotic. Oh, it did it. Yeah. So guys, I think guys were just kind of stuck behind other people, started coming around, and I basically just started getting like inundated with people, where normally you're like, once you get through that first buoy, you're like good to go. Yeah, so you actually feel like people were making moves in the back end? They definitely were, yeah. I mean, I, was, I had guys like crawling over me, basically trying to get closer to the front, and it's just like, yo, man, like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> we're, uh, we're already here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit, I had more fighting in that last maybe 300 meters of the swim than the whole the whole time before that. But still came out in a decent position. I think I was 12 for 13th out of the water. Right, so yeah, right in the thing. Really great time. You're able to settle the debate for us. Mm-hmm. This is a household debate. We have many philosophies as to why your cap comes off. <laughs> the, 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 current, uh, the current rumors are, A... Your, your cap is a little bit too big for your head, or your head is too small, and it just simply slides off. 
you get the shit beat out of you, and when the, the cap or goggles are kind of like loose or not in place, you just simply rip it off. And the third theory is that you do it on purpose so that Barb can spot you on the TV. Yeah, um, I mean, it helps, you know, that's a good good theory, I like that last one. Um, shout out to Barb. For that shout out to Barb. Barb, it's true, it's just for you. It's just for you, Mom. Uh, no, I think, honestly, uh, the caps, they're not a, you know... They have a generic size, and unfortunately the size of my head is not fit in that mold. I don't fit the mold, but I like to think of it that way. Yeah, that's, and that's a great <laughs> I don't place fit to the be. Mold. So yeah, most of the time it comes off, and uh, here confirmed. And here, this is confirmed, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. Okay, so, great, you had a great swim. It was good. We were pleased to see yeah. you right up there. But then it kind of, like, that swim to bike is, can be the hardest part of the race, um, because you're basically horizontal. And all of a sudden you're vertical, all the blood's in your arms, and now you've got to run. And usually you're, you're trying to hoof it because you're trying to get to transition and get out as quickly as you can. So I just like, I was gassed coming out of that water. I could feel it in the swim, I was getting really fatigued. And so, yeah, transition, the run, the transition wasn't great, and then my transition itself, I think just because I was so tired, it like, I just completely like, imploded. I had a terrible transition. Um, but then I was still in it, so it wasn't like I was like freaking out. It was just like, well, like I kind of lost a few spots. So yeah, that wasn't too great. But uh, then got on the bike. And and from a viewership perspective, you did something very very smart. Uh, I think as someone that's been watching triathlon, you took your time moving forward in the path, like moving up the bunch. And I think we noticed on the TV that whenever the opportunity presented itself, you were kind of like moving up and up. But uh, eventually you got to the front and you were, uh, you were actually in command of the, of the main bunch and like taking a lot of pulls on a completely unbranded bike that we won't name what brand it is. Um, but <laughs> no good, goodness knows what kind of bike you're riding. Um, Who but, knows? But other than that, we, it was pretty impressive to see you just pulling out the front. Tell us what happened where, tell us about that one corner where you were, able, you were leading through for a bunch and then you kind of got you and uh, your countryman Tyler. Mr. Chuck, shout out to uh, Tyler. Uh, we're also at the front and you guys got kind of got swallowed for a sec. What happened there? Yeah, so basically, um, as you alluded to, uh, you know, in the race, I made, put in a big effort to get up to the front, and because it's supposed to be a safer place, and, you know, I was up there, I was mixing it up with the guys, and, yeah, I think I just got a little, a little full of myself, you know, I thought I was, I was kind of, I was kind of doing a good job, and, uh, you know, I was gapping people on the corners often, and, uh, and so, hey, you know, I'm thinking I'm pretty, pretty good at this, of course, and then... You get you get a little excited, um, and for me, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think I was I was a bit fatigued, um, and this corner, it was through like an S turn. So you turn right, and then maybe take a pedal stroke, turn left, take another couple pedal strokes, turn right again, and like, yeah, I had taken a bad line into it. So going into that, um, the third turn, that that last right hand turn, I was taking it too tight. And like, I just, I was tired, so I wasn't really thinking that well. And so, took it tight and then kind of tried to correct it, but I'd already started pedaling. And so taking my feet, the weight off the, uh, the outside pedal, that's usually not a good thing when you're cornering. So yeah, I just completely slid out. Um, luckily, I don't think I took anyone out of the race. I just slowed a bunch of people down. Um, 
yeah, when you when you do something like that, you, you don't really want to ruin other people's races because it's uh, it's frustrating for sure. So yeah, I think um, luckily no one. I just slow people down, which sucks, but that's fun racing too. Yeah, and and for anyone not aware an Olympic distance triathlon is, is a long distance and when you've spent time at the front uh, actively participating in a bunch or you, you expend a lot of energy and had a great swim like you did like being tired is just going to happen and yeah. it's totally it's actually totally understandable to be like well I was on the front doing a bunch of work and now I'm going to slip back here and relax yeah so, I think that slipping back also took the edge off mentally yeah yeah. so I wasn't uh, yeah I just I just turned off my mind for a second and you literally can't do that because then you make stupid mistakes. And I have a history of maybe hitting the deck a little bit. Maybe it's due to the uh, high center of gravity. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely something I, I uh, that's all on me. I can't blame that on anyone else. So It happens. Yeah, it totally happens. Yeah. We're, glad, we're just glad you're okay. Yeah, and no, you I'm came, all right. you came out relatively unscathed. Yeah. And dealt with it like a total pro. Yeah, no, it's good. It, it was funny because I... Uh, one of the guys came up to me after the race and was like, oh man, like, I think I ran over your hand. And my hand was a bit cut up, but I had this, this ring on my hand and uh, it was, it was kind of smushed. Like it had kind of been bent out of shape. So I think maybe that uh, saved my hand or my finger from uh, a little bit more damage because it took a lot of the uh, stress, wow. I reckon. Wow, yeah. like, and this, this ring you have on your hand is like not even a couple centimeters long. And so like to have a, you know, a bike, Tire, a twenty-three C bike tire, just before we ride the, over that. Yeah, no, that I, is that is crazy. Yeah, you can see. Well, you can't see it in the uh, podcast, obviously, but uh, oh, it is some, a little scuffed. It's scuffed it's, up. It's, it's scratched. Scuffed as like, if it had been ground into some pavement somehow. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Wow, yeah. that is really fascinating. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that happened too. So well, yeah. On the topic of breaking and all that sort of jazz, I noticed that a lot of triathletes. Some of them are actually riding disc brakes. Mm -hmm. Explain to anyone who might not understand what is the advantage of having disc brakes when it comes to like velocity and corners and stuff like that. Yeah, disc brakes. I mean, um, there's just a bit more play in them, and so um, if you're if you're going to a corner, you can actually take it with a bit more speed um, because you'll be able to slow down um, quicker uh, without having the potential of uh, you know. Um, like locking up your wheels and sliding out, it, it kind of prevents that a bit more. So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's definitely a performance benefit to it, especially in wet weather. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, onwards and forwards, I think the the year's already unfolded pretty well with your uh, top ten finish of the Commonwealth Games. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so definitely. On to the next one. Do you know what? Do you know what's next for you? Or? Yeah. So next, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be. I mean, I'm in Victoria right now, uh, sitting at Abbott, obviously, and then, obviously, and uh, so after, uh, in about a few days, I'm going to be heading to uh, Portugal, meet up with the uh, National Performance Center group, um, and, you know, my training partners, so we'll be there for about two weeks, and then the next race is the Nottingham Mixed Relay Series race, which is a big deal because... Um, it's the first relay race to help qualify the team for the Olympics, so we're getting pretty pretty cheat up for that. Amazing, yeah. And team relay is now going to be in the Olympics in 2020 as an Olympic sport, so that's a huge opportunity for Canada. That are pretty has shown their has flexed some muscle. Yeah, there's been some flex from Team Canada uh, in yeah. the last couple uh, international competitions, including two Commonwealth Games now. And, 
uh, we're really excited for that. Yeah, so that that's a big relay race, and then there's also another relay event at the Edmonton World Series. So if you're in Canada, you're in Edmonton, come on and check that out because that's going to be uh, pretty unreal. That'll be very exciting. Yeah. Well, thanks for the update, and uh, let us know where we can follow you. We've got a couple different social media accounts. If we want more triathlon rhetoric, where do we find it? Yeah, the, the rhetoric, hopefully not all triathlon rhetoric, but uh, most of it, um, I think on Twitter it's uh, at MD Sharp, just no vowels, so that's MD S-H-R-P. And then uh, for, the, for the, the photos, the pics, uh, some good stories of my... Uh, my adventures on the plains. <laughs> you find me on uh, Instagram at uh, MD Sharp. That's S H R P E. Uh, number one. At, yeah, at MD Sharp. Exactly. I mean, be sure to not miss out on the, uh, the epic airplane seat yeah, story yeah. photo. They're if you good. don't know what if you don't know what I'm referring to, <laughs> you better follow Matt on Instagram at MD Sharp S H A R P one because he has. The classic yeah. airplane I've, I've been sea getting photo. A lot, of, uh, a lot of responses to them. Yeah, it's, it's like your thing. It's kind of my thing now. You know, I, I'm a six foot four man, and my legs are uh, most of that. So fitting my legs in the airplane seats is a bit of a challenge. It's like a comedy in, in and of itself. Yeah, and the followers appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been uh, our first attempt at an impromptu podcast. I think it's pretty good. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.